Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts, The Greatest Stories Never Written. Hello, welcome back once again to Tight Shorts. This week's episode is sponsored by Ragamuffin Cheese Wheel and Olive Dispensary. This week's story Two Draws. If I say to you, a year, what do you picture? For me, I picture the months. January, February, March, and on to December, in a line, going down, slightly at an angle, starting with January in the top right, and December in the bottom left. For others they see colours. Blue for April, red for July, and so on. Some people see boxes and shapes. Others see graphs. We're all quite different in what we would consider to be simple things. As with colour blindness, I may see orange and you may see yellow. I may see green and you may see grey. May see grey may see blue, and blue may see William H. The private lives we live, not in just our thoughts and our feelings, but in how we observe the same world, is never less than fascinating. It is also a source of amusement. Quizzes and puzzles and online aptitude tests amuse and distract us. But the laughter would stop if we experienced what Gary Kay experienced that night. Gary Kay was a taxi driver for a firm he despised. The boss was friendly enough and the co-workers were nice and the pay was excellent. By and large, the clients were polite and thoughtful and they tipped well. The hours weren't too long and he ran the company with his wife, whom he loved. They barely exchanged a cross word in 25 years of marriage. They had three happy, healthy children, and they could afford to holiday maybe once or twice a year. Both his parents were still alive, and he'd got over his porn and gambling addictions. Life couldn't be better, but there was something rotten about his work life that he just couldn't shake. He certainly didn't point the finger at himself. He'd put everything he had into that business. There wasn't a hubcap, bumper, glove box or lighter that he hadn't himself overseen. He kept regular checks with all his staff to make sure that standards were maintained. His wife manned the phones, or womaned the phones, as she liked to remind him. She was wonderful with the customers, always a friendly hello, and always made certain that wherever their destination, whatever time of night, between the hours of 8 and 9pm, they would arrive safe and sound. So what was it that Gary Kay could possibly have hated about this business, his very own business, the most popular taxi company for three miles? Well, what his wife didn't know, what in fact nobody knew, was that when Gary set that company up, he had to go for a meeting with one of the town councillors, Jesus McGarrigal. Jesus was a tough customer, a bit of a git, he was the gatekeeper to any new entrepreneurial ideas that happened in the town. His reputation wasn't good, but getting the nod from Jesus McGarrigal could be life-changing. 
So Gary went along, and he swallowed his pride and pitched his idea. As luck would have it, McGarrigal listened and agreed that the town was in need of a taxi service. However, he had one condition before he would hand out a loan to Gary. In exchange for £40,000 cash, McGarrigal demanded that every seat bore his image, that his features would be sewn into every bumrest of every passenger for as long as the company existed. And he had one final stipulation. The company had to be called Poo Cheeks. Tight Shorts It was late when the call came in to Poo Cheeks taxis, about five to nine. At this time they'd normally be wrapping up for the night. Gary was already at the local petrol station, stocking up on his pepperamis and scotch eggs, which he'd always bring home to his wife and they'd enjoy together in bed. Not in a sexual way. Not tonight, anyway. Because their plans were to change. Hello, my dear, I require picking up. She knew that voice anywhere. It was Jesus. They'd sent most of the fleet home. It had been a quiet night, and Gary was the only one on. Through good fortune and timing, he'd normally been able to avoid it when Jesus rang. But he told his wife not to worry. It was only a short route, and he would take the fare, and he'd be back before midnight. You're late. I've been standing in the cold now for fifteen minutes, said Jesus as he got into the cab. Oh, hello, Gary. Now, how the devil are you? Gary could tell that he was drunk, by the slurred speech and the incoherent warbling. He could also smell it on him. Jesus was notorious for the amount that he could take in, and take up, if the rumours were to be believed. Yes, sorry, Governor, said Gary. It's been a late night, and I'm awfully tired, and I was just ready to clock off when... Oh, do stop rabbiting on! Take me to the Winchester Hotel and I will cross your palms with silver. Gary did as he was told, and the journey began. It was rainy that night. He had his wipers on. They only partially drowned out the sound of a rambling Jesus in the back seat. But it was something, he thought, and if he just focused on the road, this journey would be over in no time. Are you coming to the carnival this year, dear boy? said Jesus in the back, sniffing a line of cocaine off Gary's shoulder. Oh, um, well, probably not, because carnival night's one of the busiest nights for us. Oh, you must come. It'll be such a thrill. Come at least for the eye candy. Gary laughed politely. He knew what Jesus was referring to. Every year for the past 25 years, Jesus's wife, Crayola, had been the carnival queen. It was due to an unfortunate deal struck when the carnival first began. Jesus was a young town councillor at the time and offered a significant cash injection on the terms that his wife would be allowed to be carnival queen every year. For the first five to ten years, this was fine, but now it was a grotesque spectacle. Fortunately, in recent years, the organisers had the good sense to bookend her float with cheerleaders and the puppy pipe band. Oh, well, your loss. Gary stopped at a red light, and he waited. What are you doing, boy? Drive on, drive on. Oh, I can't, uh, Jesus, I'm sorry, but it's a red light. 
That's not a red light, it's green, it's green. Gary questioned himself for a moment, but clearly the light was red. He'd been driving all these years, he knew a red light from a green light, but he couldn't be sure that Jesus wasn't slightly colourblind. There had long been rumours of Jesus mistaking his fireplace for a herb garden and the local park for a smouldering inferno. Sir, I really ought to wait. It could be quite dangerous. Drive, boy, or I'll tell everybody how this business came about. Does your wife know? Gary really couldn't afford for his wife to find out. He'd always told her that he'd built the business from the ground up, how he put all his own money into it. This would just be another lie, after the gambling and the prostitutes and the child trafficking and the dog grooming. He put his foot down. The car shot through the red lights. The road seemed quiet, but suddenly, out of nowhere, bright lights smashed into the side of the vehicle, tossing him and Jesus into the air. It didn't take long for the emergency services to identify the bodies. Gary had poo cheeks written all over him, and they only had to compare the death mask embedded in the dashboard with the image sewn into the upholstery to know that they were looking at the face of Jesus. Next time on Tight Shorts Arlo Parker and the Wisecracking Paper Plate You have been listening to Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts Follow, share and subscribe for more Music by Rob Joy with the voice of Jodie Elms. <laughs>